Welcome to Cloudlandia. Well, I certainly not. <laughs> I certainly feel welcome. That's that's for sure. <laughs> I feel like I've never left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it just moves on and on, you know. I, it really I, does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the uh, 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 one of the things I've been considering this week is that there was a pent-up desire for this, you know. That, uh-huh. uh, and I think it sort of divides the population into productive and non-productive. If you're productive, um, you want to make it easier, faster, cheaper, and bigger yeah. result. And if you're not productive, you're kind of blindsided by this. Mm. Yeah, it's really, I mean, uh, I've been thinking about the, I've been really kind of thinking about the, the VCR um, formula this week, and, but thinking mm-hmm. about how using all, as things are advancing, using all of this for more productivity, you know? Yes. Uh, so you're right. Yeah. Like it is kind of, if you're, if you want to take advantage of it, there's never been a a better time. I'm seeing things that are just revealing themselves to me now. Like you start to see patterns. I mentioned um, Kylie Jenner, and the you know what fun what fueled that was her capability with that uh, Seed Labs, who who does all the um, all the stuff. Now I'm seeing this pattern of companies like that capability, let's call them capability factories who are um, putting all of the capabilities under one roof and then just partnering with (laughs) social influencers to, to tap into their uh, vision and, uh, and reach and mostly their reach because they're bringing the vision to them. It's it's uh, unfolding right now. There's an app uh, called TikTok, which is a um, you know you've seen all in the news. I, I know you probably haven't been on TikTok itself, but the it's it's very popular. And there's a, there's a couple of girls that are at the top of the mountain on on TikTok, and there is uh, Charlie D'Amelia and um, Addison Ray these two girls who have, you know, 60, 70 million followers on TikTok. And they put up these videos that are on there and get, you know, 60, 70 million views of a mm-hmm. video. So their reach is just tremendous, you know, and these are girls mm-hmm. that, that came out of nowhere, like literally have been in this less than a year and all of a sudden, or just over a year now, I guess, um, and have been sort of, um, you know, thrust to the top of attention mm-hmm. mountain. And yes. they're, you know, making $5 million a year as TikTok influencers. And Addison, yeah. Addison's putting out, following the Kylie Jenner model, putting out a cosmetic line. Mm-hmm. With another factory that does the same kind of thing that um, that Seed Labs does. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, the, it's all the happening so fast. Here, I, yeah, I have a client. I just talked to him on Friday, and he is a hedge fund manager here in Toronto, and he's been in coach for 29 years. So he started wow. in 1991, <clears throat> and. Um, he uh, is tired of stocks, um, uh, stocks, and he's tired of bonds. And what he's uh-huh. focusing on now is uh, portions of live stream music. Uh, music right. Records. Okay, I think yeah, I told. Thank you. I think I, I think I may have mentioned him on a previous call, but I, um, <clears throat> what he. Uh, he and he partners. I mean, he's got a partnership with Warner Brothers, and you uh-huh. know, uh, because they also share in these live stream, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, <clears throat> and he's got a first class 
um, team now. He went through one team to get his foot in the door in this new field. And then he brought in people who are really great at talking to artists. You know, they're really Uh great. And they explain a lot of artists just don't understand the value of what they've created. You know, they, they create, they create, they create, they create, but they really, really don't optimize. They don't really, you know, they really don't optimize the value of their creation. Yes. And, uh, anyway, but, uh, he had one, and uh, uh, without knowing it, it had four million uh, was getting four million views on TikTok, and yeah. uh, his people he said, uh, "Could you talk to Warner Brothers and say, you know, that actually there's an income stream here that they're kind of missing?" And yeah, uh, you know, and you know, it was just like that. Uh, it just got picked up, probably you know, by an influencer or something said, Hey, this is really yeah. great. And instantly they had 4 million, 4 million views. And, uh, so, um, well, the big thing is what, what, is, what is the mindset that goes along with this? I was talking to Peter Diamandis and he's really, um, he's really struck a <clears throat> mother load, uh, with the longevity. Um, yeah various longevity so he put together a 37 minute video where he has 30 longevity innovators doctors scientists yeah technici- technicians uh and uh and he you know and he just gives a really quick introduction to it about you know maybe 60 seconds and then these individuals each take a minute and talk about what they're doing and it builds yeah. to what's really interesting it's like compound interest uh you get through 10 and you're sitting there getting you know you're kind of really really in yeah. the swim by the time you hit 20 you're saying oh my god all this yeah. stuff that's happening and uh it kind of tells you that uh <clears throat> you know if you've got something valuable that's um uh, great worth for a lot of people to listen to, and you select the right medium for getting out to it, it will get around, and people will, you know, they'll listen to it, and they'll recommend that, you know, one person recommends 10 other people, you know. Yes. Well, it's really, uh, you know, uh, speaking about um, the spreading like that, the reach, um, you know, TikTok is kind of getting in on this now, where they have partnered with um, Universal Masters. This is another group that is one of these capability farms mm-hmm. kind of thing for music, independent music producers. And, uh, you know, I real uh, found out they have... That's an, intell- that's an intellectual shortcut, by the way, your thing of um, capability farm. I, I, think yeah. you should, uh, I think you should actually claim that one. I think you're right. Capability farms or capability factories, you know, you yeah, use factories. Yeah. I think that's an intellectual shortcut. Yes, I think you're right. First time I said it was today. Well, and actually, the, uh, the capability farm would go well with the uh, self-milking cow, the who not how to so. Yeah, let's do with that. Well, I think it describes. Farm. I think it describes two different things. I think factory yeah. is one thing, and I think farm is another. Yeah. Well, well the, if um, you need a witness, if you need a witness, I'm your witness. I heard you say <laughs> on it this first. day. Yeah, you were on this. You day. were here for the birth of it. Yeah, I was. I was. That's it. Well, that happens a lot when you and I are together. We have, we're a catalyst. Yeah. Um. So the this Universal Masters group, uh, you realize the scope of it. They have 400,000 artists, signed, yes. creators, and have uh, 5 billion streams uh, a month. Mm-hmm. 5 billion streams. Of, of So you look at this and it's like, wow, that's... Um, you realize also that it's all it's ones and zeros. It's almost when you do it in, in scope like that, it takes the artistry kind of out of it in a way 
that the artistry mm-hmm. is the uh, that it becomes just lost in the the sea of it. It's the catalog that makes the difference, and whether the ones and zeros are are engaged. Um, mm-hmm. But what? Uh, but TikTok has partnered with them, and now they have like formalized kind of distribution, so they can with their algorithm kind of steer something to being more popular than something else, which is, it's funny, you know, but it goes all the way back. look at the peak year of the music business pre-digital was 1999 with 14 point something billion dollars. And what drove the music business then was, the there were you know um i think six major labels who were all owned by holding companies that also owned um other things so you looked at um mtv was a Mm -hmm. television network that was owned by a parent company that also owned sony music or these uh the the labels and would set up a television show called Total Request Live, TRL, that they would do in Times Square every day. And every teen, every you know music lover would turn on TRL because pre-internet, <laughs> this is when TV was the thing, and they would play the top uh, songs. And when you know it, it's all, it's all part of... Um, they're completely vertical integrated uh, machine, you know, that they would mm-hmm. sign the artist, then they would publish the music and promote it on their own uh, with their own content <laughs> uh, engine that they're also selling advertising on to, uh, you know, the content was an ad for their music and mm-hmm. which was a show that they were selling advertising on for, uh, for their products. It's kind of, it's uh, yeah. really wild. You know, it's interesting because there's, uh, I think that there, um, you know, the social media, Facebook and, uh, and uh, you know, Twitter and Google are being bypassed for people's attention. Um, you know, they sort of started this thing that we can make money off uh, people's attention. Like yes. attention, attention was um, almost, <laughs> you know, it was almost like it was um, uh, something valuable that could be packaged and sold in yes. this way. Well, it has been. That, that's been true. But yeah. they controlled but, the attention in 1999. Yeah. Yeah, but it's really, really interesting. My, my experience with... Um, Zoom, since that I used the word productive at the beginning of our talk here, I think that um, what Zoom, for it to be a good experience and for it to be a valuable experience for you, uh, you have to start with some intentionality. In other words, um, and uh, I've really, really noticed that if you don't know, if you're in a Zoom session and you don't know why you're there, uh, it's not going to be a pleasant experience. Right. Um, okay. And so um, I said, that, you know, the whole, like the, you know, the, sort of the economy, if I'm looking at the just what's happened to the economy, I think it's dividing the intentional part, the consciously intentional part of the economy from the um, non-intentional um, economy. And the non-intentional yeah. is... Uh, the non-intentional people are people whose attention is up for grabs. Yes. Does that make I agree sense? with you. I agree with you 100%. That's the thing is that I, I've been reframing ADD attention deficit disorder as intention deficit disorder. That's really what it, yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. If you don't have intention, then the algorithm is winning. The algorithm is is 
the AI is feeding yeah. you what you because uh, it's easy once you just tap into the the matrix there it will ride you along you know it's an yeah. endless river yeah because endless I've been reading uh, lots and lots of articles by you know academics of one sort or another or you know sociologists or psychologists or whatever they are and um, they're really, really predicting doom and destruction. They said, you know, this uh, digital thing now is overwhelming the ability of human beings to, um, you know, to find to find their way to have a sense of uh, internal standards, internal. Yeah. And I said, well, well, talk for yourself. You know, I'm reading this article and the person has a doctorate in this and this and I says well talk for yourself I said you don't know you don't know anything that's going on in anyone else else but clearly you're bothered and you're you're being overwhelmed you know I said I don't yeah. feel overwhelmed I don't feel overwhelmed you know right by this you know I mean I'll look at something I said well this doesn't fit in with what I'm looking for right yeah Yes, that's it. Uh, so I think that is um, coming into this with Well, it's intention. like literacy. You know, it's like literacy. You know, if you think yeah. of the uh, print revolution in the 1400s and then, you know, over the next couple of centuries, uh, that it divided the economy in, uh, between the growing literate and the illiterate. Clearly, the the literate had a, um, you know, had a unique advantage regardless of, uh, you know, what your particular occupation was. If you were literate, it means that you could endlessly ner- learn new things about your profession and, you know, uh, and who else was doing it. But if you were illiterate, you were up for grabs. Yeah. And I think this yeah. is another, this is, a, you, I mean, you did sort of the history and uh, um, two, two or three podcasts again, you know, the, yeah, you know, this whole thing of uh, growing, um, growing connectivity, growing cooperation, yeah. growing, growing productivity. Well, there are skill levels that you have to jump to if you're not going to be used as raw material. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's what, you know, I was uh, talking with Luba last night about this, like what's happening right now with the elections coming up, you know, yeah. and why, like, this seems so contentious and so, um, you know, everybody's fraught and, and on the edge kind of thing with the whole um, election. And it's, you know, we were talking, wondering why, like, why wasn't that like that when, you know, in 2008 or when Obama was, was uh, coming in. And I realized then that that was, there was really not social media the way no. that it is now in 2008. And it wasn't in 2012, really, what it is now. It was only in the last five years or so. And we saw, without even realizing it, how masterfully, Donald Trump used the social media, um, you know, in 2016. But now it's very hard to distinguish the the truth out of all of the messaging. Now, when we talked about you've got access to everything uh, that's ever been written or or mm-hmm. recorded, <clears throat> but you also at a studio level now, have the ability to create content that is indistinguishable from what we would call and have grown up with as professional packaged content, right? Like authentic yeah. or real yeah. content. Mm-hmm. So the the anybody can make a documentary, for instance. Anybody can make a documentary and make it look for all the world like a real, um, I don't even know the real is the right right word for this, but it looks as professional as anything that you would, uh, that you would see from, 
a studio um, putting out, and you can distribute it on the same internet. Um, and so there's no sort of um, discerning what is the there's there's no kind of such thing as mainstream media now, except it's almost like a phrase that's, uh, you know, a negative phrase, mainstream media. <clears throat> yeah, well, I think the uh, this is where intentionality comes in here, yeah. because if you're intentional, you're constantly creating a set of filters, whether this is useful or it's not useful. You know, right. and the truth, the truth is that even unconscious people have filters, you know, in other words, uh -huh. they like, they like this over some, something else. I mean, the one, the one, uh, constant, uh, and this was true 2000 years ago and it's, uh, true today is that the human mind can only concentrate on one thing at a time. Yes. Yeah, and that's not gonna that's not gonna change. That's what I would, and it is concentrating on something, one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, that's yep. that was one thing that I realized in thinking about this whole, um, you know, our intention. Is, yep. it, it's often it takes a strong intention to override our attentions. Um, you know. Constantly getting sucked into the easiest form of of yeah. uh, attention, what to pay attention. To. Yeah, it's really, the really interesting. I, I've really noticed it because there's <clears throat> uh, one of the new occupations in the consulting world is um, uh, inclusiveness and diversity training. You know, because uh, of a lot of the tensions that are out there socially and. Uh, we had an interview on Zoomcast with somebody that we are going to hire to come in and not to go too deep into the topic, but, um, uh, um, you know, he, he was making a good pitch and he was talking about the thing. And I, and I was thinking, I said, you know, he really cares about the thing that he's pitching. I could really, really tell that he really cared about it. Uh, but, um, I've never given it any thought, you know, like I've never given it any thought. And, uh, so I've organized my, you know, my basic go-to, um, secret of, uh, how people get along with each other is for each of them to identify their unique ability and then, um, do some teamwork, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's my standard. And I don't care what shape they are. I don't care what size. You know, I don't care what size they are. I don't care what color yeah. they are. I don't I right. don't care what the I don't care what their background is. I don't care about any of that. Where's yeah. where's the unique ability and where's the teamwork possibility? And yeah. uh, so I told I told them that <clears throat> I said, you know, if what you're doing is valuable, <clears throat> for us, I said at the end of the road, uh, it's all about unique ability and unique ability teamwork. I, I said I'm not uh -huh. uh, I'm not going to argue with any of your points or any of your material, but I'm telling you that I've spent 40 years thinking this through, and I've realized that anything short of zeroing in on what someone is unique, uniquely good at, and how they yeah. can create teamwork with others. It's a, it's uh -huh. a, you're you're on a sidetrack. You're on a you know you've gotten off the main road. I think the main road yeah. is unique ability. And you know these two women that you talk about who have created you know, they're the TikTok influencers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have unique ability. The reason why yeah. they're at the top, they have some sort of unique ability that they spotted this, and um, <clears throat> and now they're they're in a position to. Um, you know, to uh, utilize it in the marketplace. Yes. Yeah, that's something, you know. I wonder if, um, you know, we're talking now that that, the new, um, the what's the right word? Not capability, but the new um, benchmark or new kind of 
measurement or things that people are, are testing things by is now is likability is not <laughs> being appointed or being or at the um, you know the old school sort of beauty standards or who were selected to be in the movies mm-hmm. or on representatives of who we put into uh, entertainment and stuff, right? It's traditionally been, um, mm-hmm. it's been beauty standards and uh, those kind of things. And now, um, you know, what TikTok, these whole, these kids now that they don't have any idea of the um, traditional celebrity kind of thing, you know, it's everybody. It's just, it's, it's their, almost their, um, peer group, I guess, or what it is, right. They're voting, uh, mm-hmm. because these people are, are likable. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, I mean, there's to a certain extent, Dean, yeah. can I ask you the question that, uh, gaming, you know, online gaming, uh, is the yeah. largest, uh, uh, sport in the world. I mean, by far, yes. uh, you can take all the professional sports leagues yeah. and add them together, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't compare with right gaming that's going on. And it almost seems like uh, this is an extension of the same thing now into the general economy. You know, not just a segment yeah. of it, but it's it's like in yeah. the general economy now that anybody with intentionality and an understanding of a technology can now create their own, you know, can kind of create their own um, place in the marketplace. They can, they yeah. can, they can create a position and they can, if they yeah. can, if they're likable and they know how to cooperate, then that's the magic formula. Yes. That's it. I think it's still, uh, I mentioned you talking with Philip every day. We start out with the, the four, referability habits right? the, the, <laughs> it's funny yeah. he's got these you know and he knows them now and uh we're working on him he's really good at at showing up uh on time and well you, you, now you know we're working is, on so, do what you say uh, you're going to do and finish what you start you know what it is the four refer i call it the the four credibility i've changed the name from referability to credibility credibility is that if you do those four things you actually aren't noticed on a certain level you aren't noticed right taken for granted you're taking oh uh philip uh, philip's great he you know totally dependable you can count on philip and everything like that and if you do the four uh credibility habits um you are taken for granted in a highly positive Uh, way in a highly positive way yes yeah, I love that. And if you, you know? and if you break those four rules, you're taken for granted in a highly negative way. Yes, it's true. It's true. Yeah, that's so. That's those are big. Uh, those are big lessons, you know. And I was really thinking about that. That plus the ability to, uh, you know, to plug your own uh, umbilical cord into your own into your brain cash stream. <laughs> yeah, into your brain. Yeah. Yeah, that's a better uh, that's a better place for it, or into somebody else's brain, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> but you're right. Like he's, this whole thing, this whole generation right now, gaming, and, and it happens kind of below the the surface. But these, uh, well, yeah, it, it does because it's seen as uh, you know trivial or frivolous, you know. But actually, great skills yeah. are being developed, and these oh, skills yeah. are by by pace. The skills are bypassing the establishment skills, you know. Yeah, yeah. You and know, that's the thing uh, the mainstream athletics is really. It, he doesn't. He wouldn't be able to pick out any baseball players or football players or, you know, the uh, traditional sports things. It's all, uh, it's all online gaming now. And you, on the other hand, can name every player that was on the 1993 Blue Jays. That's exactly right. That's funny. (laughs) 
that's the truth, isn't it? Yeah. No, <laughs> huh? no, no. The dynasty uh, years, right? Yeah. Well, I'd go back to the Cleveland Browns of the 1950s, and I could uh-huh. I could tell you half the team right now. I could tell you half. Oh the yeah. Because you know? these were yeah. gods. These were gods that. Right. You know, I mean. Yeah, Joe and, Carter, uh, Dave Winfield, Jesse Barfield, oh, oh, all these. Geez. Roberto Alomar. Uh, Yes, exactly. You know, these were, yeah, and it's really funny. I mean, it's like there's just uh, a steady stream of uh, athletes who are obviously highly skilled and everything like that, but they just, they just kind of stream through your, you know, they, they come in one side and go out the other. But how did they get embedded in our consciousness, Dan, when there was really at, at that whole time, 1993, there was only two inputs to our three inputs to our brains. We heard about yeah. them on the radio. We saw them on TV or we read about them in the newspaper. And for once you, a day, you went live, you went live to the game. So you yeah, actually, exactly. uh, yeah. there was a live experience and yeah. 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 Well, you know, this is why, um, you know, um, I think older people despair of younger people because their identity with these sort of things and their memory and holding on to memory seems to be crucial, uh, you know, crucial to their meaning in life. And and a new generation comes through and they don't pay any attention to what the older generation thinks is important. Right. Yeah, this is so, but I think that, this whole thing now of being able to, um, you know, I've been, I'm trying to see like how biased I am towards vision on the vision capabilities and reach front. Um, Just being a 10 quick start and being a vision uh, person. But it just seems like that's that's the position with the most, um, flexibility, I guess, or the most, um, but no matter what, if you are, if you have a capability, your, your, um, ability to find the people who, who need that capability, mm-hmm. um, you know, tap into them is really, well, you're testing, uh, you're testing, you know, I mean, you're doing a lot of testing, yeah. Uh, Roland Fraser, uh, yeah, uh, no, two, three weeks. Well, he was on uh, Genius Network, uh, yeah, or uh-huh. Genius 100, you know, the 100K Genius. Yeah. And, uh, and he just showed a whole bunch of, he just gave a very, very quick uh, survey of some things that are really interesting for marketing. And he said, there's this platform out of Israel, and um, you just feed all of your, um, your content, uh, you know, in terms of layouts and um, yeah. uh, into it, and it will immediately begin testing in the marketplace which one of them are better yeah. than the others. So it will immediately show you the things that are uh, best for you, and then it will show you what the expanded use of the thing that they find most popular in the marketplace. And it's all done through artificial intelligence. There's no individuals yeah. looking at this. It's a set of algorithms that have yeah. been joined joined together. And yeah. uh, you know, and then you can write something new, and it will go and it'll take ads apart and put the best headline, the best visual, the best copy points, and it'll put together a new mm-hmm. um, ad. Uh, possibilities for you. Well, yeah. that's a capability. That's a capability factory. Yes. Yes, it's so, and and it's all happening. You know, it happens instantly, which is amazing. All yeah, and of it's that working is, while you're sleeping. I mean, it, yeah, it's working for you while you're while you're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was very interesting. I'm reading. I, I think I've told you. I'm reading this long 21 book series. Um, in the Master and Commander series about oh, yeah, right. 18, 1800 um, ship and for you. Uh-huh. Yeah, and there was a uh, conversation that the so there's two characters. There's the ship captain who's kind of bigger than life and then there's this 
surgeon who has actually a spy for the British government, and he's a naturalist like Darwin. So he combines sort of three things, and he's got a philosophical bent. And uh, they were talking, and uh, is the question of, uh, you know, that almost all the really, really bad regimes, political regimes that we've seen over the last 200 years, you know, the... Uh, uh, the French Revolution, which uh, ended up in the reign of terror with, uh, you know, 50, 60,000 being executed. And then the, uh, you know, the the isms that grew up, Nazism and socialism and, you know, Bolsh- the uh, communism and everything like that. And they have an interesting discussion that they're all based on the notion of the perfectibility of human nature. Mm-hmm. And we will make people perfect, even if we have to kill them to do it. Wow! Yeah, so we and can that's freeze really, and make it in their memory. That, that yeah, why? yeah. In other words, yeah. in other words, we will compel you to be perfect according to our formula. And uh, so they're having a discussion, and they're, they're kind of saying, you know, it doesn't really work. But uh, the, what? What is improving and expanding is intentional individuals through choice, through their own choice, to expand their ability to cooperate with other human beings. Yes. And my feeling is, I don't know if human nature is any better than it was 2,000 years ago because individuals are being born today who are homicidal murderers. You know, they're and everything like that. And that was true 2,000 years ago. And, you know, homicide, homicidal mur- murders and you yeah. know, terrible people are being created today. So mm-hmm. in some sense, human nature hasn't really improved. But there's no question that you and I have massive evidence that should an individual choose uh, to be intentional and cooperative, there's almost like endless expansion as possible. Yes. The free zone frontier. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think probably human nature really isn't all that much different than it was. It's just that uh, we have more proof that being useful is good. Yes. I've been thinking about this, like looking at formulaic type of things that assign. uh, I've been thinking about what this is going to look like in the future, right? Like when we get to um, not Bitcoin, but blockchain first, where you can enter into these agreements where everything is already, you know, handled and uh, divided in the right way of what are, what are certain uh, percentages? Like I was thinking about if you're a visioneer, what is the um, what allocation of something is the visioneering portion of a complete um, execution um, worth? You know, and I was thinking well, about that in terms of <laughs> it depends know. on the negotiation. Yeah, it does, right? Like I think you can. Yeah, I mean, it's the you, price effect. Yeah. The, the, see, we already have uh, superintelligence, and I, uh, Howard, get, you, you know Howard, do you, Howard Getson? I do, yeah. Yeah, well, he's in, yeah, he's in the free zone, and you talk, so he's got artificial intelligence, you know, he uses it for hedge funds, and, he, you yeah. know, and uh, it's doing very, very well this year, so, um, you know, and uh, he's gotten quieter as it's gotten better. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know he's <laughs> you know he's got a good thing going and anyway but we were having a conversation one day and i said um you know i said everybody talks about super intelligence you know like artificial intelligence and yeah. someday there's going to be this overall super intelligence and i said well we've already got that i said we've had it right from the beginning and it's called the pricing mechanism of the marketplace Uh that at any moment something's worth what people are willing to pay for it yes Um, and that's everything in the world so 
there's trillions and trillions of negotiations going on every day without right. people actually realizing that. But, you know, at, but it's done on an individual basis, except there's 8 billion of us. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you say, nah, that's not worth it. No, nah, that's worth it. Oh, this is worth it. That's not worth it. Yes. Oh, I've got something. Would you like to have this? What's my right. price? My price. Oh, you don't like that price. Uh, what would I have to do for you to like that price? So there's this right. infinite, infinite amount of negotiation that goes on yeah. day in, day, day out. Yeah. And that's super intelligence. The whole combined thing is super intelligence. And it's kind of right. like the only intelligence, it's the only intelligence we really need. Yes. That's true. And that's, I've been thinking about that in terms of like taking, um, you know, if you look at reach, part of that is is can be achieved with capital. Um, mm-hmm. You know, capital can be either. Uh, I mean, it's mostly a reach uh, um, tool, uh, but you look at it depends on what position you take, I guess. Right? Like if I, if you come at it from as a capital allocator, and you're buying vision mm-hmm. and capability and and reach kind of thing that there's a you know how 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 do you allocate um you know those I was thinking about for like a songwriter for instance gets ten percent of the uh of the song there's different roles i guess right that it gets uh, yeah Broken yeah, and down then, to, uh, or like, uh, there's two things. What is the price now, and yeah. for how long does that apply? I mean, do you get right. ten years? Do you get twenty years? Do you, right. You know, uh, what? And that's what intellectual property law is based on. Yes. Yeah. You get yeah. you get this. We will protect your right to have this. Right. But not forever, but not forever. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's oh, so. It's interesting. I think that's uh, um, you know, because I, I look at it really, you know, I've find my place in this, my unique ability, and all of this yeah. is to is the certainly on the vision side, um, but to put together the capabilities to produce a result in a in a scale ready algorithm. So it's almost like a, a think about it as in terms of you know analogs to kind of think about this as is it as an architect or as a um, engineer who kind of puts together the um, these things like I am just aware of these uh, things like figuring out something that is scale ready. Mm-hmm. Now puts it into a new, a new, um, a new category where yeah. somebody with a different capability can take that and and scale it, you know, without yes. any further <clears throat> input from me. And that's yes. kind of the that's the thing that's most um, appealing to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, the here. Can I tell you where we have a similarity? Uh, yeah, and and what it means is that probably neither of us are ever going to win the really biggest jackpot, and we're not going to you know create the the biggest thing. And the reason is that we're intensely interested in anything that frees us up in the moment. Yeah, and we'll agree to something in the moment, but. The question is, how long do we have to stick with the agreement? Uh-huh. And what I mean by that is, like, if I had passive income that uh, uh, would guarantee, you know, everything I wanted in the future, but the limitation is I can't, I can't create anything new. Mm. Then, I, then I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested. No, exactly. I'm not right. And you're not. And you're not either. No, okay. that's exactly it. Yeah. Like you could take the eight profit activators 
And yeah. you could, uh, you know, let's uh, run a scenario here. Some yeah. big international consulting group, okay, like one of the, uh, you know, McKenzie or one of those yeah. really, really uh-huh. big uh, worldwide. They come to you yeah. and Dean, they say, uh, uh, we'll give you 10% of everything that we make if we can use the eight uh, profit activators around the world with all of our corporate clients. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, we'll even mention it. We'll make you, and you would pause if that offer came along. You, you would pause and say, hmm, hmm, wonder what that looks like when it's five years into it, five years into uh-huh. it. And, and, you know, and everything like that. Because yeah. if I, have I been bought off, you know, in other words, have I been bought off with this and everything like right. that? Same thing. I mean, I've got literally, we've gone through an extensive and we have 115 registered copyrights on strategic yeah. coach material. And people say, you know, uh-huh. any one of these, any one of these, somebody else could go and make a program out of. And I said, right. yeah, mm-hmm. but, but I don't know if I'd be interested in that. Right. Well, what you you have done a uh, a great job of leaving completed uh, programs in your wake that you've replaced yourself with um, with associate coaches. That's been the big uh, that allows you to continue developing right? New ideas. Yeah. And like, I I am fascinated by the eight profit. Actually, I love continuing that, um, um, advancing that. Yeah. And, uh, that that's what I have not done is leave behind me a wake of people now who are trained and able to, um, to deliver the, April yeah. activators. Yeah. And we've got I mean, so much standardized stuff now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not, my my feeling is that they're uh instead of uh you know say, you know, I what I would do is I say, uh, why have you know, in your case, I'm I'm looking at it from inside your world and I say, Yeah, why I, why haven't I I done that? And I think there's probably a very good reason why you haven't done it. Okay. And yeah. in other words, I don't know what the reason is, but I believe there's right. a very good reason why you haven't done that yet. You know, I'm just, yes. I'm just going to use the word yet. But, well, I haven't. Yeah. Done right. It yet. Yeah. And you have to remember that, uh, at your age, I hadn't really done it yet either. Right. You were still, you were coaching. Yeah. You were the coach. Yeah. Or I yeah. mean the bit yeah. yeah, still the thing. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh so uh you know, it's really, really interesting. Um uh, one of the things I've developed when someone else says something, you know, I, I don't know why I haven't done that yet. I said, I bet there's a really good reason. You just haven't found the reason yet. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's uh and a lot of it is probably having uh, found or defined the right who's for that yet. The vision. Well, I don't think I've fully articulated the vision yet. I yeah. think that's probably where that is because the vi- out of the vision would come the who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I do. I can. I can draw up what I haven't done. I think there's a there's a preparation between make it up and make it real um, mm-hmm. and making it real one time is different than making it real in preparation for making it recur. Yeah. 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 Well, the other thing is that, you know, the more that you are freeing yourself up, um, yes. Uh, that becomes the standard by which you judge any uh, and yeah. any future future investment or future yeah. uh, you know <clears throat> uh, commitment. And 
I've got freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of relationship, and freedom of purpose. And I'm checking out all four of them when I'm looking forward. Yeah. Uh, I, I have, uh, you know, an increasing number of entrepreneurs who are in, um, you know, are in a situation where other people are asking to buy their company. And, mm-hmm. um, and they said, what do you think? And I said, well, I don't know what you're, I said, I, uh, I don't, I don't have any opinion on it, but uh, I would ask you to uh, examine why you're doing, if you're considering selling your company, why you're doing it. And um, that is the act of selling your company. Does it increase your freedom of time, your freedom of money, your freedom of uh, relationship and your freedom of purpose? And uh, they'll come back and they say, well, they require me to basically be an employee for the next two years. I said, well, how do you feel? How do you feel about that? And they said, I don't like it. Right. And I said, said, well, that's, I take that as the truth. You don't like it. Yeah. How big's the check? You know, how big's the check? You know, and uh, they say, uh, not big enough for me to be an employee over the next two years. And I said, well, right, I think, right. your, I think you have your answer. Yes. Yeah, it is funny, isn't it? There's so, um, it's such an adventure. It's so much fun when you're, you know, we're, we're talking about like really good, fun, intellectual, you know, stimulating um, uh, puzzles. Well, these you know, uh, these aren't theories that we're discussing here. We're we're talking about the ability to take action and get extraordinary results. You know, I mean, yeah, this, uh, and I think this is what's really uh, put the horror into the academic world is that they were kind of the um, curators of whether you got to say anything in. You know, on television or on radio or in the yeah. newspaper, and they're you know they're uh, them being the um, you know I'm I'm going to use the word curator. We will decide whether you have anything that's of worth to be the gatekeeper. Yeah, the yeah the gatekeeper. They're gatekeepers. Right. They're, yeah, they're gatekeepers. And uh, what's happened with uh, the Cloudlandia. Uh, anybody, anybody wants to create a new gate? You just create a new gate. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a new free range. Cloudlandia yeah, is free range. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's it's free range, and uh, I think they're desperate. They're desperate. I think there's a whole establishment. It's a worldwide 20th century establishment that was based on. Um, you know, um, expertise that was gained through academic, uh, academic achievement or, um, you know, in industrial achievement, you know, the in- industry as the yeah. television industry is established. There's no work around the television industry and the print right. industry. And all of a sudden, in a, you know, probably 1999 is probably a good year ever since 1999. Um, They've just been bypassed, and now they're being bypassed uh, that they feel the whole world is uh, falling apart. There's a co- apocalypse. I've seen the word apocalypse. And I said, nah. You know, it was like the Civil War. People say, it's like a Civil War we're going to happen. I said, nah, 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 nah. Go back and read the history of the Civil War. I said, 600,000 uh, people were killed during the Civil War. I said, "There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of violent talk and a lot of violent thoughts, but I don't see. I mean, there's some riots, but these riots, these are amateur riots compared to the riots they've had previously in history. And right, uh, exactly. you, you don't know. You don't. You don't really. You don't really know what a good riot is. You know, the biggest riot in the history of the United States was in 1863." And it was a draft riot in New York City, and it went on for about five days. Burned down massive amounts of, uh, you know, buildings, and I think six, seven hundred wow. people were six or seven hundred people were killed. Wow. And it was all that they didn't want to be drafted into the Union Army to go off and fight the Civil War. That was what the, 
what it's right. I said, but now, now that's a riot you can, you know, that's a riot behind. Point to. Yeah. Well, that's, anyway, um, take it seriously. Don't take it seriously. I mean, these riots are, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, if, if you're, it's your store being burned down, you're taking it yeah. very seriously, but, uh, um, this is pretty, pretty small potato stuff. Have you seen, um, Ray Dalio's new book that he's publishing? I've read articles. On, I haven't read the, that's I haven't read the book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the book. I, I don't know whether the book is out yet. Maybe it is, but he's been publishing chapters on LinkedIn articles, um, about it, but he, there was one that centered reminded me of uh, the absent superpower or the books that yeah. you've been uh, Peter, talking about. Peter Zion. Peter yeah. Zion. Mm-hmm. So he has a whole chart that that tracks the um, relative uh, rise and fall of of every empire in history, basically. Yeah, and yeah. shows the the you know, tracks them kind of thing. And it's interesting to see the, at the end of it now is the sort of America, so a little bit on the downturn, but China on the big upslope. Um, yeah. Yeah. And things, I think it's just yeah. the opposite because the yeah. U.S. the U S empire never meant that the U S was controlling other people's land. Right. It was the, it's the first empire where, they didn't control land. Uh, yeah. They controlled trade. Yeah. Well, they guaranteed trade. They guaranteed trade. You know, that's. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think uh, the China thing, uh, if China is together as a country 10 years from now in its present form, I'll be surprised. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. A Cloudlandia, yeah. Yeah, welcome Peter to Cloudlandia Zion, exclusive. Yeah. Well, Peter Zion said that there, it's about 4,000 years old that China has had, you know, there's been yep. kind of what you call, it. and he says out 300 of those years out of the 4,000, they've been oh. united as a country. It's not a country that uh, wants to be together, you know, the and uh, there's a lot of forces like, if you go to Shanghai, if you look at the map, Shanghai, you know, right on the East Coast, it's, uh, you know, it's it's a port, really, essentially. It's a little bit inland, but it's a port. Uh-huh. And then you go to the, um, uh, it's the Sea of Japan, and then you go south and you go right around to Hong Kong. Uh, that's a China that uh, could exist on its own. Totally. It's, uh, yeah. It has everything. It has manufacturing and yeah. shipping and everything like that. Where Beijing is, it's kind of the least important part of the country. You know, they're way up yeah. in the north. They don't have very good farmland. They don't, you know, they're inland. They're not employed and everything else. And uh, there's other areas of China that if they could, they would be independent countries. And uh-huh. uh, my feeling is that the Chinese are doing everything they can just to hold it together because uh, yeah. the forces from the outside, um, you know, are really high. And everybody, everybody thinks that they've really got their act together. My feeling is they don't sleep well at night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow! There we go. How, how do we get? How do we get? How do we get there? I mean, how, how I never know how we got there, but it in the course quickly. of an hour. Yeah, of course, of an hour. But I think the the big thing, well, Ray, you know, Ray's got a point of view. You know, I mean, the point is yeah. that he's in a mar- he's in a marketplace with a, you know, a thousand other people who have, you know, differing points of view, and you know, yes, yeah, what attention. The third yeah. people I'm the person I'm noticing is just getting a lot of blogs and a lot of interviews um, on YouTube is uh, Peter Thiel. You know, uh-huh. and I—he's really smart. You know, I—I I yeah. really enjoy—I really enjoy working with him. And uh, yeah, you know, he—he's more of the belief of the Peter Zion 
approach that uh, yes america america is about ready to go into warp drive but they've got a lot of old um people who want to uh keep the u.s attached to obligations and you know all around the planet and the u.s just doesn't want to do that anymore as a country yeah 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 so well there we have it but my what i just said and probably around $5.25 $5.25 right now will get you a latte. <laughs> That's exactly right. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. 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 That sounds and, like a good uh, idea. And unfortunately, I'm not making making my money based on making predictions about how the world is going to go, you know. Just doing it for fun. This well, uh, you know, uh, I can game. work with entrepreneurs and say, what looks good for you for the next 90 days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, well um, that, was, that was a remarkably quick hour. It really was. And I'll be here again next Sunday. And I will, too. And I'm on a free okay. week. I have a free week coming up. And uh, Oh, nice. What are you going to do? Look, nothing. I like that. Are you going to stay home? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't yeah. know whether you're going up to the cottage or whatever. Uh, that's not great. So uh, we're going up for the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, yeah, which is two week two weekends. Uh, nice from now. Yeah, yeah. But it's certain it's turning beautiful. All the maples have just popped. Yeah. Over the last couple of days, just bright red. It's almost like it happens overnight. There. I love it. Green. They're green in the evening. They wake up red. I miss that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, Dan. Well, you have a great free week, and I will uh, talk to you next time. Same place. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.